Welcome to the 19th. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. And today we have a very special episode because we are joined by one of the original guests on the podcast. And um, sir, uh, thank you for joining us. We are joined by Brigadier General Stephen L. Allen, Commanding General for 19th ESC. So sir, um, it it was a long time ago. Um, sat down for seemed like kind of a crazy idea, a podcast for 19th ESC, and we're still doing it. <laughs> no, it's great to see uh, the podcast taking a different uh, life, and all the people, the guests that we've had on here to be able to talk through uh, whether it's inside of uh, 19th ESC or Team 19 or across uh, the, the spectrum of Area 4 to contribute to what we've uh, what we've created. It's really great to see, and a lot of great feedback. And uh, the uh, original endorsement from 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 you being one one of the original guests, um, I'm sure people would listen to that one. But we've we've kept on chugging more than forty episodes, and um, we have uh, we have you on this one because it's a little bittersweet. Uh, when this one comes out, we'll be just a few days removed from your change command ceremony. Um, we'll be bidding farewell after uh, just just about two years two years in the seat so um let's let's get into it sir though uh we've we've been talking about a little bit off mic but uh what do you remember from those first couple weeks here in daegu as uh just taking command of 19th esc uh well you know i got to rewind just a little bit and that uh, and that was the preparation uh coming over to the peninsula and that was done with uh, the chief of staff and the team uh and we are in full COVID-19 environment. Uh, the first wave had just passing through Daegu and uh, was just starting to hit the United States. And uh, the, the team that did the preparation for me, uh, some of the uh, briefings, scenarios, calendar, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff helped. Um, and then I, I, I came over first alone. Uh, so I was in the 14 days hard quarantine um, when I first arrived in the May of uh, 2020. And so I had additional preparation inside uh, my my uh, quarantine area with uh, the team bringing me products to be able to learn read and try to understand but really uh, right after uh, I took over on the 9th of June it was hang on to the bullet train because uh, it was a fast pace uh, from then on and it really hasn't slowed down and so shortly after uh, taking command sir you you started meeting some of the influential leaders both military and civilian here here in Daegu area so the the governor um, was one of the first ones you met I think you said that's correct it was uh, uh, part of a uh, key leader engagement strategy to first uh, link in with the governor of Gamgook province uh, followed there uh, immediately after with the mayor of Daegu and, and then from there uh, with the other city leaders within Daegu um, to include uh, 
uh, here in the Namgu district. But I left uh, that more with the uh, USAG Daegu uh, garrison commander and uh, proceeded to build off of that. That was in conjunction with the, uh, the, the rock mill uh, engagements that we did. And so prior to coming to, to Knights of the SC, sir, did you have much knowledge of the or in, in experience with the U.S.-Korean alliance? Um, very little, uh, except for my time uh, from 2002 to 2003 when I did uh, several, well, several JDY trips uh, during that time uh, from Fort Riley to understand um, the reception staging onward movement um, and the draw of some Army preposition stocks out of Camp Carroll. Other than that, uh, very limited. And so what were your initial impressions then of, of meeting some of our partners over at 2OC? Uh, extremely uh, uh, ironclad, rock, U.S. alliance. Uh, the first engagement uh, was with the previous 2OC chief of staff and then later on with the 2OC uh, commander and uh, immediate uh, uh, sharing of what we would experience in the future with not only the CCPT but also the Korean Rotational Forces and after adding them up it's uh, four CCPTs and three Korean Rotational Forces um, and everything in between and it's been uh, absolutely uh, phenomenal working with uh, Second Operational Command. And one one of the battles we would we would face with our civilian and military counterparts down here, sir. We talked about it in that very first episode. We were still very much in the thick of the fight against COVID nineteen. But um, go, co- coming to take command of nineteenth ESC, you knew that Daegu was kind of at one point ground zero for the COVID epidemic. But um, talk a little bit about those early phases um, with with those community military leaders uh, shaping the fight against COVID. Uh, well, my, my predecessor, uh, Major General Mark Sinley, set the uh, set the conditions because uh, he was here and he experienced it. Uh, numerous uh, uh, meetings throughout the day uh, with higher headquarters and also the city leaders to make sure that uh, they were staying in contact uh, and in support of um, city leaders. And when I ended up uh, arriving here, we were still in down here anyways. We were still in uh, HPCon Charlie, and I got out of. Uh, uh, it changed to Bravo uh, just about when I was getting out of the 14-day quarantine. And so I looked around and I thought, okay, this is this is probably, I, I, you know, I can work through this piece here because back in the States we weren't really uh, that level uh, right. uh, that we were, <laughs> we were doing here. And uh, the, the, the part that stuck with me was the, uh, the twice-weekly higher-level uh, engagements and uh, working through any HP HBCon mitigations or COVID-19 mitigations way before the vaccinations uh, were available, um, and then making sure that we are, we had our uh, um, core tenants instilled and enforced. Um, and then as we worked through the summer, uh, you know, mask wear was, was common, uh, on, off, in buildings, everywhere. And uh, just when we, you know, we thought we were, we were going to be okay heading into later summer, we snapped back to HBCon Charlie. And, and that really uh, gave me a different perspective mm. because now I'm living it uh, for the first time. Uh, and that lasted about a month or so. And, and you could tell uh, there was some wear on, on, on the people, the new people that just arrived um, uh, that had been held uh, on, based on uh, conditions. And then the floodgates opened up and, and we started bringing people on. But you could tell uh, across the force that uh, 
it, it, it took a, a little impact on freedoms, movements, things like that. Um, and so it's just it's different compared to where we are right now. Definitely, sir. Yeah, we, uh, I, I arrived in in the Charlie period. And so, yeah, we're like, that. Fir- when it first switched back to Bravo, it was just a little bit weird. And it kind of felt like recently when we went back to, to Bravo and, you know, we, we've, we've, there's team members that we had never seen without their masks on. You know, that's how, <laughs> when the mask came off recently, you know, that was kind of a, big transformation um and so let, let, let's talk about that uh that experience from that taking command sir to, to this point what what are some things you think you'll take away from your your time at, at 19th esc uh the just the area itself uh, you have uh, camp walker camp henry camp george and uh, uh you, you can relate to probably small town uh, back home with uh, there's there's no stoplights on camp walker camp henry or Camp George, they can walk their mm. walk their perimeter on Camp Walker in about forty five minutes or so, and, and Camp Aaron about about twenty minutes or so. Um, and, but they're in the city of Daegu, and so the the partnership and and uh, uh, community um, support that each one of them has uh, with the the just outside the gates um, is really really special um, to have a. An opportunity to just walk out the walk out the gate, go to the subway, catch a subway, get a taxi, and then you're in. You're inside the city, and so there's multiple things to be able to do. Uh, and as those opportunities start to open up even more, uh, it's really refreshing to see uh, the city come alive um, with with the capability of everything that they they were able to do pre-COVID. Baseball games, uh, oh, yeah. theater, arts. Uh, I'm hearing things now about uh, Chimac hmm. uh, that uh, I have not experienced um, in the time that I've been here, and so it's really good to see, you know, doing the the hard time when I first got here to see it opening up. Uh, it's really refreshing. Yeah, that 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 is an interesting way to put it. The the contrast between small town and and big city because it it truly is a unique experience just walking outside the gate and and it and we've been places like jblm sir where mm-hmm. you know it's a big city experience maybe on the post but right outside it's you know wilderness <laughs> that's definitely not <laughs> what it is here no and uh so we're we're heading into a transition period sir with a lot of pcs's what um certainly a challenge here in korea the the constant um state of transition we find ourselves in with with people uh, coming and going what what are what are some things you've seen uh, ways to build strong teams here in korea dealing with that reality from comparing contrast from uh, uh summer 2020 when they held we held uh, the PS, pcs moves because of uh, uh covid environment really taking a look at what that looked like from a uh, sponsorship perspective and building on that to make sure that people knew coming into a COVID environment, what to expect, the mask wear, uh, the enforcements of the tenants. That really hasn't changed now, even though we're starting to see a, a lifting of, uh, of uh, the restrictions that we had in place. The sponsorship is still critical. Reaching out on whatever social media uh, to link in with that soldier family um, to make sure that they're ready to come over. And then to catch them, um, you know, when that first initial meeting is up at Camp Humphreys, um, 
to their final destination, whether it's up at Camp Casey, Humphreys, or down in this area, uh, to get them settled in, get their families settled in, and make sure that they're confident uh, in what they're about to take on as an assignment in Korea, which we like to say, uh, assignment of choice. Uh, but those, those are words. You have to back that up with action uh, by leaders at Echelon. And I think we're seeing even a constant uh, or a change in that family environment, too. Like um, when we got here, there's a lot of people living off post. Now they're they just finished. They just opened Tower three on Camp Walker. They're still building Tower four. And so it's it's we're bringing families together, you know, even increasing this community feel, because I think something we tell a lot of people is that we have a real community here among service members and family. Oh, I agree. Uh, it's uh, our uh, U.S. Army Garrison Dagu leadership um, goes above and beyond to make sure that this area has what it needs uh, in the small town uh, environment uh, within a large city. And um, the little things matter. They really do uh, to provide whether it's a, a P, you know PX or the commissary or the clinic or MWR um, and the activities that they uh, they go uh, above me to be able to make available for the families um, and their students and small toddlers. Mm-hmm. And when this comes out, sir, we'll be just be close to the Fourth uh, July ceremony, which we've experienced a couple times here on Walker, which is they really do go above and beyond with that. They do. Uh, the, the fireworks here are, is special. Um, the activities uh, in this area, they're very special. Uh, and uh, it, it's uh, it's been really, really uh, rewarding uh, for Janelle and I to be living here. And uh, we are we will uh, we will miss this area. And so um, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, so we, we like to say assignment of choice here. And uh, you're you're actually staying on the Korean Peninsula for your next assignment. So um, did can you talk a little bit about where you're going with that next assignment, sir? And did did your positive experience here in at 19th ESC make it a, that transition a lot easier for you? you know, to... Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, we'll be heading up to Camp Humphreys um, in uh, July timeframe, early July, uh, and I'll be headed to US uh, FK uh, to be the J4. And uh, living down in this area, uh, based off of day to day interaction with uh, both military and civilian leaders, but also the people uh, in this area uh, have, have really helped um, moving up into that area to understand uh, the, the scale and scope of uh, uh, what I'll be doing next, uh, let alone at, uh, exploring a little bit more of uh, area area two and three, because uh, I, I pretty much stayed down in the area four based off of the COVID um, restrictions and uh, was able to to get out and about and see as much as I could down in this area because uh, there's a lot of history and uh, a lot of opportunities um, to see things on the peninsula. Yeah, and talking with with uh, a lot of the leaders that come through this podcast, one of the constant themes we, we touch on is just um, the unique experience of working with KNs and K- Korean Service Corps uh, teammates in, in our day-to-day missions. You want to touch on that, sir? We have the opportunity to work with a variety of, uh, of civilians, our Department of the Army civilians, our uh, Korean Nationals, our uh, Korean Government Service, our Korean Service Corps, 
all of which uh, are part of the team, uh, their Team 19, to include all of our strategic partners and their uh, Korean nationals and, and Korean government service, uh, as well as uh, Korean Service Corps. And uh, it, it's, it's a really special to see uh, the, uh, the, the work ethic, uh, the, the drive that they uh, have uh, to help um, us do our the overall mission. It uh, gonna miss it, <laughs> and I know uh, just you know one of the unique aspects of 19th ESC is of course Area Four, largest geographic area in Korea. But we're not limited to Area Four, and I know you've gone up to Area One a few times to see the uh, give a maintenance awards to uh, KSC and KN members up there. Yes, uh, we're we are spread across the peninsula. Uh, all all five of the battalions and uh it it takes a little bit of time to cover from the busan area all the way up to even up to the uh, jsa mm-hmm. uh, where we have uh, uh presence up there supporting the mission set and uh it, it it's uh, very rewarding to get out and about and uh try and meet everybody uh over a two-year period of time and it uh I, i'll say that i i wasn't able to do every single location uh, uh to meet everybody uh, but I did put up forth a, a good effort to get out and about, be visible with Command Sergeant Major Peters, and uh, and uh, be able to make a difference. Um, and, and there's always opportunity to talk to leaders uh, on the ground about what they want to do next. And so, sir, in that first podcast, I asked, I put it to you, what um, what every soldier counts and team and the, and team 19 or other phrase mean to you. So, in uh, in getting ready to leave team 19, do you have any? Uh, parting thoughts on on those phrases or maybe advice for the Team 19 members? Uh, yes. Uh, it, uh, it, means, uh, it means a lot. And uh, for, for everybody that uh, is coming into the, the unit or the organization or anywhere down here with our, our strategic partners, uh, our uh, Rock Mill partners, um, Every single uh, person in this organization uh, counts. Every soldier counts. And uh, knowing that uh, whether it's military or civilian, they're part of Team 19. Uh, and it's a big mission. It's a real mission over here. Um, we know that. And uh, we prepare for it. We train for it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an assignment that uh, you can get a lot of reward out of, how, depending on how you look at it. Um, if if it's one of those uh, um, looks that, that here I've got to go do a hardship tour for 12 months and then I'm waiting to get back, uh, it might give you a different perspective. If you come in and your sponsorship there providing opportunities for what you can do uh, versus what you can't do, uh, it'll open up doors for, for you uh, you know achieving what you want to do, whether it's uh, going to school, getting out and traveling, uh, understanding more of the culture, um, Making, uh, making a difference down in this area. You can volunteer. There's plenty of things to do in this area to make it a, a, uh, a uh, assignment which will be rewarding. And I do not hesitate to ask soldiers, what do you want to do next? You want to stay? Uh, what do you want to do next? Do you want to you jump on airplanes? You know, what else uh, would you like to do in the future? And are you interested in staying in Korea? And uh, it's interesting some of the responses I get mm. because they like what they do. They like where they're at. Um, and uh, and then you know it's up to us to make sure that we follow through with that. Right now, I would add on to that, sir. Too one of the uh, 
especially this summer with Korea more open, soldiers are able to go on those cultural immersion tours, especially for new soldiers, which is a, a great experience to really see the part of Korea that even just walking through the city, you know, you might not see. And it, it's really refreshing to see in uh, in the city of Daegu, and uh, the tours here on uh, um, on Camp Walker through USAG um, Daegu is uh, they get a lot of use. And so uh, when it was more restrictive, you could go to some of these sites. It was outside, still wearing masks, um, as long as you had the, the separation of distance. Well, now that's starting to change a little bit, uh, where you can get out and go. You can walk down the street. You can catch a cab. Now you can ju- go just about anywhere mm-hmm. on the peninsula um, with a lot more freedom of movement to get out and about and see the beauty of, of this country. Definitely. Well, sir, I want to thank you also just personally for helping to support the podcast, helping to support all of our communication efforts within uh, the public affairs shop here at 19th ESC. And uh, you'll be missed, sir. But um, thanks again for coming on. And um, any any last words you want to give out, sir? Yeah, to the uh, 19th ESC PAO team uh, for this, getting this up and running. Uh, It's been great to see Uh, Keep it going. Keep it going and uh, uh, get the message out. We will, sir. And uh, thank you for coming on again. And thanks to everyone for listening. And keep on listening to the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Mm -hmm.